find out more about this Clemson Tiger squad. She is on the beat for The Athletic. You should read her work there, certainly. You should follow her on Twitter. It is a pleasure to welcome them back here on the block ESPN Radio. Grace Rayner with us. Hey, Grace. Hey, how are you guys? We are great. Looking forward to Saturday, another big Syracuse-Clemson matchup. And, wow, I, I heard uh, Dabo say this today, Grace, and I, we all hope he's right just for the sake of having a better game, that the version that we saw of Syracuse against Maryland is not the one that's going to show up on Saturday to play this Clemson team. Uh, I was watching some of his presser, and I know you were there today. What were some of the other things that, that struck you about uh, Dabo talking about this Syracuse team and, and what he sees in them? Yeah, certainly. Obviously, the Maryland game came up, and he said that exact thing. You know, the version that, that showed up at Maryland is not what he thinks he's going to see on Saturday. Obviously, every time Clemson hits the road, they get everyone's best shot. Um, so he was kind of going through... He said they've got two All-American defensive ends who he thinks are going to play on Sundays, and this is going to be a loud atmosphere, and Clemson's been trying to get used to the Dome and all that good stuff. Uh, But, yeah, he's certainly not making much of what happened on Saturday, and he's not really allowing any of his team to do so either. So as we look, and I know he mentioned this at his presser a little bit uh, too, but the, the, the secret sauce the last two years has been Syracuse's knocked out the starting quarterback, Kelly Bryant, in 2017 and, and Trevor Lawrence last year. And I said it coming in from the break, Grace, that, well, you can't keep making that your game plan here. you got to figure things out. So when you look back on it, is that really – it's as simple as that. Syracuse managed to stay in those games because of that factor. But, I mean, there's certainly some other things that happened the last two years. What, what's been your view as to why Syracuse has had the success they've had against the Tigers? Yeah, I mean, when you look at last year's game, Clemson was still losing when Trevor Lawrence got knocked out. So it wasn't it wasn't like all of a sudden Trevor gets knocked out and then things start to go poorly for Clemson. They were still behind when, when Trevor was still very much in that game. And when you look at what happened two years ago, you know, Dabo was talking about that today. I mean, he was just like, we didn't cover anyone. You know, he just felt like every single play either – Syracuse was making a play or someone was wide open or it was pass interference and you know they just they just couldn't stop Syracuse at all two years ago and so certainly you look at it and yes the quarterbacks have been a factor and Dabo was joking about that today when when someone asked him how Syracuse has you know really hung in there with him and he was joking about how he knocked they knocked his quarterbacks out Um, but you know Syracuse has had some good receivers they've done some good things and and Clemson had some mental miscues in both of those games in both the last two years so credit Syracuse for for their end of that as well and last year was last year this year is this year but another interesting aspect last year is Clemson was caught up in the transition right the Kelly Bryant decision and that quarterback change, he eventually leaves the program. We now know it's all, uh, you know, the dust is settled and he's at Missouri. And there there was kind of an, an emotional distraction that week for the team, right? Definitely, yes. The Syracuse would have been the first game after all of that chaos kind of ensued. You know, you look at the week before, and that was when Kelly Bryant had had started and, and played his final game at Clemson. And the Tuesday before the game, he's texting Dabo, telling him he is no longer going to be a member of this team. And there's some drama about him not showing up to practice. And Trevor Lawrence is kind of trying to navigate, okay, I'm now the starting quarterback of this team, but I'm still a freshman. And Kelly was very popular in that locker room. So he's kind of trying to figure out what his new role is. And yeah, there were a ton of moving parts. The last time these two teams matched up, definitely as as much drama going on as I've 
as I've seen in my three years covering Clemson that week. Grace, this sounds a lot simpler than it is to execute, but it seems like if you're Syracuse and you're looking across at that offense and you've got two Heisman Trophy, you know, high on the list candidates in Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, like you got to pick your poison. Right? You've got to go after one of them and hope the other one doesn't kill you. Is 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 that like is that where you start the conversation when you game plan for this Tigers offense? I think so. And it was funny, Trevor was actually talking about this exact thing yesterday and he had essentially said you can either choose to die slowly or die quickly. Huh. But basically, either way, you're going to have some problems. But, yeah, I mean, you stop the pass, Clemson's run's going to hurt you. You stop the run, Clemson's passing game's going to hurt you. It's just a two-headed monster right now that just doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon. It's early, Grace, but what are some of the steps you see in Trevor Lawrence's game, the maturity, the kind of quarterback that he's <laughs> becoming? We saw what he did last year, and it speaks for itself, but you know, this guy's got two more years there. It's incredible to think about. Where, where is his game growing? Yeah, I think the biggest the biggest area in which his game has grown is that we've seen over these past two weeks is he's using his legs. You know, he's extending plays and he's being he's a little quicker. He he, he bulked up this summer, but he he also got faster at the same time. And so Dabo was really adamant with him this summer, saying, "Hey, look, with the kind of arm that you have, some of your best throws are going to be when you're scrambling. So let's let's figure out how to get you a little more mobile." And so I think that's part of it. And then the other part of it is that I think he's just kind of owned his leadership role and has kind of stepped into this new role now knowing that, okay, this is his team. Clemson was very excited and very on board when he laid that Georgia Tech guy out with that tackle after he threw the interception. And so he's just kind of coming into, okay, this is, this is my group, this is my unit, and I'm going to figure out how I want to lead these guys. Grace Rayner is our guest. You can find her work at The Athletic. Certainly follow on Twitter for the latest as well. As we go on the defensive side of the ball, Grace, I mean, so many NFL players to replace, but this is Clemson. They recruit well, and as they say in the football world, next man up. So who have been the next men up on that defense, and how do they look so far? Yeah, so far I think they've looked really solid, especially if you look at what they did against Texas A&M. Brent Venables is just so creative, and he pulled his dime package out, and they adjusted really well. But when you look up front, um, the new faces up there, you've got this freshman Tyler Davis, a defensive tackle, and Clemson loves this kid. I mean, I don't. There, there are very few freshmen that they have raved about in the way that they have raved about Tyler Davis. So he's up there, alongside him. You've got Niles Pinkney, a defensive tackle, and Jordan Williams is a backup. And then you've got Xavier Thomas, who Syracuse is very familiar with after that huge hit last year on one right. end, and Logan Rudolph and, and Justin Foster on the other. So they've got some strength in numbers, and they're still kind of figuring out that identity up front. They're still pretty young, but so far the pieces have come together really well. The last two years, not only has Syracuse knocking out the starting quarterback been a factor, but Eric Dungy has played well uh, against Clemson, certainly in 2017 and 2018. And we're watching this transition from Dungy to Tommy DeVito. And, you know, through two games, certainly the grades are incomplete here, but he is not as apt to use his feet as Eric Dungy was, at least what we've seen so far. When you look at this Clemson defense and the approach that they take, DeVito's more of a pocket passer. He's more of a guy that wants to let the play develop. So looking at that, if I'm Tommy DeVito, is that my plan? Do I have to be diverse? Do I have to take off and run? It's it's a daunting task one way or the other, but Eric Dungy kept so many plays alive, and I just don't think DeVito's there yet. I'm wondering how that's going to be a factor in this game, Grace. 
Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at what Dungy did, he was just so dangerous with his arm, obviously, and, and kind of the tables have turned a little bit for Clemson's defense, whereas their secondary was very vulnerable last year. Their secondary is now the strength of their team. And so Dabo was saying that this is probably the best back seven he's ever had. So in that regard, it makes it a little daunting to want to try to take a deep shot, you know, because these guys are so experienced and their dime package was really effective against Texas A&M on Saturday. So I guess you think maybe you want to try to run it against this young D-line, but I don't know. I mean, it's just when you're playing Brent Venables and you've got Brent Venables on, on the other side of the ball, I would think that you you basically just have to be as creative as you possibly can and, and take anything you can possibly get. Grace, maybe we've mentioned it, but if we haven't, I'll ask you, I mean, if there's a way here, and we've seen it the last two years, but if there's a way just straight up Syracuse can stay in this football game, is it, you know, the external factor of the crowd noise? Is there a matchup there that they can exploit? What's what's the hole in the Death Star here? How can Syracuse make this a game well into the fourth quarter? Yeah, I mean, I think certainly the noise was an issue last time, and, and Dabo was even talking today about how communication is so important in a place like a dome because obviously the, the noise is trapped and there's nowhere for it to go. And um, so, you know, I think maybe if Trevor gets rattled a little early, I think you have to stop this Clemson offense. You have to, you got to catch Trevor and you got to catch Travis Etienne both on nights where they're either off or you're able to stymie them a little bit because even if one of them isn't going, usually the other one is. So I think to make this a game, maybe you force a couple turnovers early, rely on your defense, and shake up this offense. Grace, your time and insight always appreciated. Enjoy your visit up here to Syracuse this weekend, and we'll catch up down the road. Awesome. Thank you all so much for having me. Thank you, Grace. That's Grace Rayner doing a great job covering the Clemson beat for The Athletic.